What is your next mission from God? We all have one. God has something in mind for us right where we are. Welcome to Your Next Mission from God with Julian Durko, where the saints show us how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Based on Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, Julie shares unique stories from the lives of the saints to show how they searched for and discovered God's will for their lives. Welcome back to our final show on Pope St. John XXIII, who was also Archbishop Roncalli, his given name, Angelo Roncalli. We touched a little bit upon his life, World, World War II, his upbringing, all these things, and the pivotal role that he played in so many of these things, and how he was really a hero, how many lives he saved. He didn't mind being considered a bumbling fool or looking silly so that he could covertly do the work that the Lord was asking him to do. He relied heavily on the saints. He relied heavily on his guardian angel. And so I would like to encourage all of you to develop a relationship with your guardian angel. And just remember that they already have a name. The, the Lord named them. They are far superior in intellect than us. God assigned each one of us a guardian angel. And their job is to be a companion and to help us get to heaven. And so we can't go about naming them. I know for a while that was sort of something that was done a lot, even in Catholic circles, like name your guardian angel. But we can ask the Lord to reveal the name to us. And it would be in English. <laughs> they have an angelic name, but I'm sure that there's, you know, a, an English equivalent or a nickname. But that's something already given to them. So if it's revealed to you, wonderful. If it's not revealed to you, then just simply address them as my guardian or, or my guardian angel. But, but please, they're not our pets. We don't name them. They are incredible spiritual beings and they are part of the body of Christ and our close, close companion on this earth. In 1958, Archbishop Roncalli was elected Pope and he took the name of John XXIII. This is what he says on that day. I remember Jesus's warning, learn of me for I am meek and humble of heart. Dazzled by the television lights, I could see nothing but a swaying mass of people. I blessed Rome and the world as though I were a blind man. As I came away, I thought of all the cameras and lights that from now on, at every moment, would be directed on me. And I said to myself, if you don't remain a disciple of the gentle and humble master, you'll understand nothing even of temporal realities. Then you'll really be blind. So that's what he said to himself. He was, he was an unlikely selection and he was considered kind of temporary. Like we'll just put him in for a short time and he won't do much. And because there was some, you know, church politics going on, but he did quite a lot. 
And one of the things he said was, I think this is a great quote from him. You know, he had great quotes. If you want some good quotes and some funny ones, just Google it. Quotes from John the 23rd. We are not here to guard a museum, but to cultivate a flourishing garden of life. That's what he said of the church. In October 1962, he opened uh, Vatican II Council. And he died before the council closed, but he opened it and out of the council came some beautiful things. Of course, some misunderstandings. The documents from Vatican II, I encourage you to read them. They're very readable, very readable, and they're enlightening. And in them were the, the nuggets, the seeds of this new evangelization to reach the world in our modern age in a way that can reach them. It's kind of like when someone's a missionary, you know, they go to a missionary country and they have to understand the culture in order to reach the people. It's almost like reaching youth nowadays, even a subculture in our own United States. There's a way to reach them that is different than the average because of the particular culture identity that they have. And so it's a little bit that way. And we got this idea uh, from Vatican II that we should reach the whole world. And the other idea about it that hasn't come to full flourishing, but we see evidences of it, are the role of the laity, that the laity are called to holiness in the life they lead, where they're at in their daily lives. And, and the laity, we are to be salt and light for the world that it wasn't just up to the religious and the priests and sequestered nuns and, and all those holy people that we would say, that holiness, the call to it was for everyone. And that to go deep in our roots as a Catholic and bring this to the whole world. And there was an emphasis a lot on the laity. And so a lot of laity got kind of mixed up in that. And basically what happened for a while and it was a misconception because if you read the documents you really wouldn't come up with this and I don't know how this got misinterpreted but by emphasizing the role the laity has in the world to affect the world the church in some areas ended up laicizing or making the clergy more like laity and making the laity more like clergy so everyone's roles got kind of mixed up and instead of empowering the roles that we had because the laity are not to act like priests and the priests are not to be laity. There's a complementarity there. It's interesting to think, like just think about voting. If all the Catholics voted in line with Catholic teaching, how that would change the whole world. So there's this giant, it's called the laity and we're just kind of starting to wake up. And that's one of the things that came out of the council. A good example of that would be like the Augustine Institute. That's, uh, they have a spiritual director, but that's it. It's completely lay run. And the effect that they've had as far as education, but supporting parishes and with catechetical materials and their huge library unformed comes out of them. That's a real good example of the laity coming into their role as laity, but as well as the, the way that people evangelize. Also, lay-run lay run Catholic radio, modern day. That's another example of it. So 
the lady needs to, to wake up to be called to holiness and take our place in Jesus's mission to save the world. We have an irreplaceable position and we need to take it. Anyway, he opened the council. One of the other things that he did that I think was beautiful is that when we had the divine mercy and he became the Pope within a few days of becoming the Pope, you know, he's got his office and there's a stack of things that some advisors want him to go over and pretty much they've already been vetted. Basically, Pope John the 23rd, we just want you to sign off on these. And it was a big stack. So he walked into his office and he took that stack in his hands, one hand on the top, one hand on the bottom, and he flipped the stack over so that the thing on the bottom was the first thing. Whoever put the stack there, thinking by the time he gets to the bottom, he's going to be tired of this. He's going to have signed off on all these things. They've been vetted and he'll just sign off on without giving it too much thought. And you know what it was? It was a, a, a decree that would end divine mercy as we know it, the divine mercy devotion, so that the divine mercy images would no longer be valid or sanctioned by the church, that the message from Faustina would not be considered, it'd be you know heretical or not approved by the church, not promoted. Um, all of these things. And so he looked at that first and he's like, oh my goodness, we need to be in touch with the Polish bishops about this before we make this decision. And at the time that was really hard to do because they were Poland at that time, the Nazis had left, they were under communist rule. Then Kara Wojtyla was a bishop who became John Paul II. He was a bishop there at the time, but there was not good communication because of communism. It just was not. So what John the 23rd did was he just shelved it. He said, this is going to wait. This is going to wait till we can talk to the Polish bishops. And he saved the divine mercy. And it's interesting that he and John, uh, John Paul II were canonized together and they're the divine mercy popes because one saved divine mercy and the other one brought the message to the world and then canonized St. Faustina and established a Divine Mercy Sunday. So that's a beautiful little thing that happened before Vatican II. I mean, it was, it was within days of becoming the Pope. So he saved that and he opened the council and we're just finally getting it sorted out now and getting to know after we've made some mistakes, what the council's about, what it's for, seeing some of the fruit and actually growing, especially the laity, growing into our role. There is one thing that I want to share with you is that he had a, a daily decalogue, things he did every day. And I'm going to read them to you because they're awesome. Only for today, I will seek to live the lifelong day positively without wishing to solve the problems of my life all at once. That's number one. Number two, only for today, I will take the greatest care of my appearance. I will dress modestly. I will not raise my voice. I will be courteous, I will not criticize anyone, and I will not claim to improve or to discipline anyone except myself. Number three, only for today, I will be happy in the certainty that I was created to be happy, not only in the other world, but also in this one. Number four, only for today, I will adapt to circumstances without requiring circumstances to be adapted to my own wishes. Number five, 
only for today. I will devote 10 minutes of my time to some good reading, remembering that just as food is necessary to the life of the body, so good reading is necessary to the life of the soul. Only for today, I will do one good deed and not tell anyone about it. Only for today, I will do at least one thing I do not like doing. And if my feelings are hurt, I will make sure no one notices. Number eight, only for today, I will make a plan for myself. I may not follow it to the letter, but I will make it. And I will be on guard against two evils, hastiness and indecision. Number nine, only for today, I will firmly believe, despite appearances, that the good providence of God cares for me as no one who exists in this world. And number 10, only for today, I will have no fears. In particular, I will not be afraid to enjoy what is beautiful and to believe in goodness. Indeed, for 12 hours, I can do what might cause me consternation were I to believe I had to do it all my life. So those, that's the 10 things that he read and, 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 and tried to do every single day. Uh, once he died, the miracle that led to his beatification was a nun. He died of some kind of stomach cancer. And so she had three quarters of her stomach removed and her spleen had been removed. The quarter stomach that was left developed some things in it and it, it broke. She was dying. She was in a horrible way. And she was just in her room. You know, the sisters would come and stuff, but she was in her room just laying there dying. And this is what happened. Okay, so he's dead, but he comes into her room. And he spent 10 minutes of, with her and some of the conversation she didn't share. He spent 10 minutes there and he told her she would be cured and she was cured instantly. I really hope that you've come to love him the way I do. Pope St. John the 23rd, we love you. Pray for us. It's been my pleasure to be with you. Pray with me. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, we love you. You've been listening to Your Next Mission from God with Julie Omdurko, produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon. To listen to this podcast, visit materdayradio.com. To find out more about Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, or if you're in need of a Catholic speaker for a parish mission, retreat, conference, or event, visit catholicfinishstrong.org. That's catholicfinishstrong.org.